This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! What is up, everyone? It is Friday night. Time for independent wrestling and independent comics with your favorite podcast, Indie Alley. My name is Andrew, and you can find me at Real Comics, and I'm here with my partner, Fred, who you can find at Comics Fred. What's happening, Fred? What up? I like how I throw our handles out first. That way I don't oh, forget yeah. like I do at the end. Uh, it caught me off guard. I was like, wait, who's what? Yeah, I know, but if I don't do it, you know how I am. We hit the end, and I'm like, uh, peace. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, um, no offense to the, the people out there, but we're a little up there in age, so sometimes we forget things. I mean... It I, is late. I mean, yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm sure you've done this with your daughters over the years. You call them one name, but it's the other kid, and I do it with the boys. So, I mean, Ooh, then you just, yeah. you list off every name just so that you get you know that you're going to get it right <laughs> <laughs> yep and then they got pretty they got pretty bright they started messing with me oh you forgot we told you you're always forgetting things <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't quite happened yet for me it'll come it'll come when they get a little that's more the teenage years when they get a little more savvy <laughs> like, oh, they're, they're trying <laughs> Believe me, they're tried. They they are full tryhards. I think that's what the kids call it in the gaming world. Tryhards. Tryhards. I don't know that one. Is that like you're not good, but you try to be good? Is that like participant participation trophy well, stuff? Okay, not to get on a tangent of like young people, but they <laughs> think that giving effort is a bad thing nowadays. So if you're trying hard, so like Pete Pete Rose, uh-huh. he was definitely a tryhard because he hustled all the time. Uh-huh. You know, those people. Um, so if you play to win, like myself, then I am considered a tryhard. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, you're going to earn the victory in this house. If you want to beat me, you have to actually try. That sucks. So they're kind of like The Miz or Randy Orton. You know, they mail it in half the time. Well, I mean, when you grow up in a generation where you get a participation trophy for everything and you don't even have to, like be good at it then i mean what's the sense wow. of trying right <laughs> it's when video games went to unlimited lives remember when oh, we only had three you had yeah. to complete that game with three baby yeah yeah now there's unlimited everything <laughs> oh you can you can spawn right back in yep and that never happened <laughs> that's not the world we live and in. they still get angry when they die and i'm like what you know you're going back right yeah. um no you do get angry I'm sure they do. Don't shake your head at me. You know. I don't even play that game. Okay. He said, I don't play that game. (laughs) (laughs) Are you taking shots at your brother and he's not down here? Yes. (laughs) That's not fair. That's an unfair. (laughs) Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah. That's not cool. In the words of Carlito, that's not cool, man. No, cool. (laughs) No, no, no. Well, we have comics this week. It's pretty exciting. You know, I got a few comics the weeks before, but they were DC comics, so. They don't help us for the show. And then I got one comic last week that took forever to get here. But this week I actually went to the shop and I picked up some comics. Real independent comics. It was amazing. 
That's because you live in a state where they actually allow you to go into places. Um, well, that's debatable um, if that's a good thing. But I was able to get comics. <laughs> I'm trying right, to look right. for the I positive mean, side of this. <laughs> yeah, um, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, here it's just curbside, but I mean, it's it's better than nothing. Um, what's good for us is that we get our comics in the most of our comics in the mail. Well, what do you know? There's an alarm telling me we have a show in half an hour. <laughs> oh, I thought it was time for you to go to bed or something. That was your nap thing. No, we like, normally... What the hell is that? That that was that was cute. <laughs> he had a little cute little tune there going and caught me off guard. I was like, is that his doorbell? <laughs> Yeah, I didn't uh, want to make it like a racial thing. I was like, I know Mexican dudes in their cars have like, <laughs> horns, but I didn't know you did it for your home. For the home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, man. But, well, that, that just threw me off. Um, yeah, we're talking about I? going to the shop and curbside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we got our books in the mail and stuff, and um, it, it was nice to get them. Yeah. I actually got mine on thursday i read a few i didn't want to overdo it because i know that yours are going to be a little behind because yeah. you live much further away and we're dealing with um coming off of memorial day so i held some back so we could talk about yeah. some of the same books next week and yeah i don't have my more. aftershock books yet yes yes and i did read some aftershocks but um i know that before we jump into the books we did read I heard that people um, wanted a segment backed by popular demand, a segment that um, was more over than NWO's Too Sweet. Oh, uh, man, that's pretty over. Yeah, and then people are calling for, they want to know, rank them. Oh. So remember where we rank books, uh, gold, silver, and bronze, from one writer? I thought it was going to be the Bendis toilet paper one. No, that one's <laughs> not over. Um, there's a lot of people thinking that we're taking shots at um, certain publishers. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But uh, this one is Rankum. Okay. And I figured uh, since you and I are both big fans of Christopher Sabella that we uh -huh. should rank three of Chris Sabella's books. Um, so the books that I had chose for you to rank are um, House of Muck from Black Crown, Shanghai Red, and Crowded. Mm. So who, where would you put your gold, silver, and bronze, your one, two, three? These are close. These are close. This is going to be a hard one. I'm going to go with House of Muck number one. I thought that book was really? absolutely nuts. It was and the nuts. whole, like, I forgot what it was called, the term, because he explains it in the first one, where it's like a mass hysteria almost, uh -huh. where they all start can, can start believing the hallucination, the lie, the whatever. Uh-huh. And the, that that family does to get through that book, um, right? It's just insane. I thought that it's, book was crazy fun. It, it's total chaos. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So that's my number one, and then crowded. Crowded, crowded is awesome. Crowded just barely missed being number one, just because I don't know how smoke just kind of hit me. And then finally Shanghai Red, but putting Shanghai Red at three should not be considered like a, a put down. It's just I have yeah. I have to go one two three. Cause that's a really great book. <laughs> yeah, for me, I get for me, I would probably um, reverse that order and take your three, two, one uh -huh. in that direction uh -huh. and put Shanghai Red number one, only because it was probably the first 
book of Sabella's that we read. Mm. And it was so well done. And it was a great revenge story about Red from, you know, the Portland mm-hmm. area. Um, how she got revenge on all these people. Yeah. And she was total badass. And then uh, Crowded is really great. It's it's phenomenal. It's funny as hell. Yeah. And House, House of Muck, I mean, even me putting it at three is not a bad thing because it is a really good story just for me. You know, I like the other two stories a little more, but I guess mm-hmm. it depended on the issue or when I read it. I mean, I could switch it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't How's have to How some muck is an acquired taste, I would say? Well, it is automatically just for the horror aspect. Mm-hmm. And the concept. Some people might just, like, put down after the first issue and said, I don't understand. I don't want to mm-hmm. go. It's kind yeah. of like Test. Test is a real, like, acquired taste. Yep. Yeah. Of his other books. And then books. I think he did the book Demonic, too. Um, demonic is acquired taste too, but yeah, I mean, we like his writing. We think it. I mean, it's very dialogue heavy. Uh, no, in 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 a good way, not in a Bendis way, in a Sabella way. Uh, <laughs> would you say, if you were going to recommend a Sabella book to everybody, though, it would be number two, Crowded, because Crowded is probably the most. You know, just kind of, yeah, yeah, easy it, to get it's, into it's his easy, style yeah. and easy to digest, pretty straightforward story. Uh, yeah, because it's 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 more based on, like, his comedy and his jokes and his kind of um, dark humor in a way, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really... It's, I guess it's more really mainstream, cool. huh? It's incredible. Yeah, it, it is. I think it's... it's you, it could be spread in all different, like, genres. That yeah. could. yeah. It's not as limited as, say, Shanghai Red mm-hmm. or House of Monk. Like, this could be spread into, like, a, um, wouldn't you say, like, a... a Social a, commentary, a, comedy. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Uh, it's got a little of everything. It really does. It has a lot of chase scenes. I mean, yeah, it's it's very, it's a very good book. I mean, yeah, they're making it into a movie. That tells you something. When they optioned something that early in the game, and it was pretty early in the game that they optioned it, they see that right away as great characters that they can translate onto screen for the masses. You know what I mean? Yeah, and isn't he working with Rebel Wilson for that mm-hmm. too? Which is, um, she's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I think they're in good hands. <laughs> yeah, so that's awesome. So yeah, but I, I really do enjoy his stuff. So I figured that we'd bring that back for popular demand um for the pops so i think we got a little pops at the beginning of the show we got pop, a little, pop. you know you know we got a cheap pop in the beginning so um for you comic book fans cheap pop is like people getting excited over something that's not cool like and it's hard for, to get a cheap pop with no crap wrestling <laughs> yeah it's kind of like mcfoley would show up and be like it's great to be here in detroit michigan and everyone goes wild yeah. That's a that's a cheap pop. That's what we did it for. Rock bands do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they get it wrong. <laughs> they do that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so what did you read this week? Oh, what did I read this week? I read mostly Dynamite. Um I finally read Bang. Um I was able to get oh, the I see third what you did there, Dynamite and Bang. Huh? Yeah, the third printing of bang number one so i was able to get bang number one and number two i read them both and i was like whoa after one and then i thought okay i know where this is going and then i read number two and i'm like i don't know where this is going (laughs) 
<laughs> but I still liked it a lot. I was so confused. I was like reading number two, and I'm like, this is a different character. <laughs> yeah, that that's why when I, when I mentioned it to you, like the first book, it felt like it was just going to be based on one book and stuff. But it's kind of like making a team of like the movie Expendables uh-huh. out of all his book um, characters. And I was like, oh, this is really taking a turn that I never thought it was going to happen. Because wasn't the the second book is more like the diehard character in yes. a way. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so that's in the first one was kind of like a James Bond type Very character. Very James Bondy. yeah. So, yeah, so I was like, oh, this is really good. And just like, his, just the way Matt Kent writes is um, really good. Like, he, he draws you in and stuff. And um, it's kind of like his new style, don't you think, where he's writing about writers? Yeah. Because if you say like bang and, and folklore, it's like his new thing. Where, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think it I think it's a great book. Um, I really enjoy it. So you liked it then? I did. And you know what I missed the first time through is okay. I read on the first page when you open. There's a long, you know, there's some stuff to read. There's like a mm-hmm. whole page of a book, but I didn't realize there was one at the back of the book too. Yeah. Because there's some ads at the back, and you kind of just close the book. Done. But I had to go back and read those because the second time through, I was like, oh, wait a minute. There's more stuff here. So I think that's an interesting thing that I'm seeing more of. Um, Lonnie Sandler had that in um, his Black Stars Above. There was a lot to read. Yeah, and then there's the the Zach Thompson book with him um, where it's the revenge story. What is that? Um, uh, I forgot the name of it. That other Aftershock book where they did that. Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, boy. And I've reviewed it. Uh, DJ, if you're listening, you're probably yelling at us <laughs> because um, I even did a podcast with DJ about the book. Oh, uh, dang. Um, I can't think of it. Uh, but even like the um, the Snyder book has oh, yeah. some of that stuff. And a couple of books that I read this week has that in it too. Oh, so it's probably a new trend. It's a way to get us more info that won't fit, you know, in a comic because you have too much going on yeah and maybe it's because you know um there's so many streaming sites that uh people are looking ways to put um comics into either tv shows or movies True. so they have all this stuff built up ready to go yeah it makes sense all backstories and everything but yeah yeah it was good i really liked it so i'm glad that i was able to get into it i thought i was gonna have to trade weight it I really did because I thought I'm not finding. I was looking on eBay and number one was going for outrageous prices. I'm getting screwed right now on that on year zero. I didn't order that. Shop didn't have that. Looked on eBay. There's auctions. The average price is like already like fifteen twenty bucks for the Benjamin Percy book. Yep. Wow. It's it's already up there, and Uh there's no one. None of the stores have it. I mean, I've looked like Midtown and different places. No one has a copy. Um. I'm kind of screwed on that one. Unless a miracle happens, I'm I'm probably going to have to trade weight that one too. I'm going to get two thing. just in case. And then one will be that holy grail I search for as a collector. <laughs> the good thing is that I think all their books are only four issue runs. So okay. you won't have to wait long. won't have to wait that long. Okay. Um, for, for me this week, uh, one book that I read was uh, Dead Day. By Ryan Parrott and Igevni um, Bornikoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an aftershock book. Um, 
if you remember Ryan Paradis, the guy that wrote, uh, uh, let's see, like the Obron. Did you read that book by Aftershock? No. Obron? And no. Then he, he also wrote uh, Volition, Remember the Robot? Yes, book. I do remember okay, that Okay, he wrote that one as well. Well, this book, it's kind of like a play on like um, the Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. but with a twist. Um, it, there's this family in the suburbs, I believe their name's the Haskin family, and they prepare for the annual Dead Day. Um, it, it feels, you know, as I mentioned, it feels like the Day of the Dead, but there's there's a little other different things in here. But um, here, the dead come back to life at mm. uh, at um, sundown, and they, they're gone by sunrise or sunset, or from sunrise to sunset, excuse me. And um, they reunite with either their friends, but there are others that come back for revenge. <laughs> mm. so, so they're almost um, like vampires. In a way, or maybe some may say, um, I mean, I haven't seen one yet. Well, you kind of see one a little, but you don't see them. So I'm not sure if they're um, kind of like Walking Dead type people either, you know, mm-hmm. like zombies or anything. Uh, but it's a really interesting book. I enjoyed the story and the art. Um, if you remember, um, Yegevni Bornikov, he did, uh, I believe he did Descendant. I don't think you read that. That was a Stephanie Phillips book, but no, he also I did. Uh, I believe he did. You are obsolete. I did and, read uh, that, and uh, his art is really good. I like how he does the facial expressions, the characters. It's really clean. I, I like his art style. So um, it's a, it's a really good book. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I like to play on things. There's some love interest in there. Um, I don't want to give too much out. I want you to read it first so we can, you know, wrap on it more next week so you can give your um, thoughts on yeah. it. Especially as someone who's probably attended the Day of the Dead type uh, parades and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. You can tell me how close it actually is to the real thing. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't get that book this week, so I wasn't able to read it yet. Um, well, you're waiting for it to arrive in the mail, yes, right? Yes. That's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I meant. I'm sorry. I did order that book. My aftershock books are in here, but that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't. Want, I didn't want to give away too much. Um, I basically stuck with the solicits, so I didn't like ruin anything for you. Though sometimes those solicits are notoriously bad, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But true. Uh, that didn't ruin it. That sounds good. Well, the next book I read is a book you and I were waiting for that we've talked about a lot on the show. So we might as well talk about the finale, and get it out there. The Butcher of Paris. It was number five. And yes, the butcher this, and the blade. <laughs> and this is Stephanie Phillips, uh, Dean Coates on um, the art, um, coloring by Jason Wordy, and Troy Petrie did the lettering. This, as we've talked about before, if you haven't heard our show, is based on a true life event. And the first two pages of this are horrifying. That's oh, what yeah. I said. <laughs> Just, you know, the body parts and... Where uh, that lady's head's looking at you. Yeah. I was like, oh wow, what did I get into right yeah, now? Yeah, exactly. I actually I actually sat that book down and Joe <laughs> looked over at it and I was like, Don't worry, it's just based on a true story. <laughs> oh <man. laughs> So then he like looked at me even more. I'm like, <laughs> No, it's real. This is real. This really happened. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was insane. And then it transitions to more of the trial. Mm-hmm. Um the fast forward. And the guy was so Ted Bundy esque. If you've He's watched so that, arrogant. yeah, narcissist. I wonder who's like that. Um, oh, oh but I yeah. see what you did. 
Um, but yeah, his whole thing of just playing with a, you know, the crowd. There's women in the crowd saying, "Oh, he's kind of good looking and stuff." If you've seen that movie, yeah. it's what's it, I think it's called Tim Bundy, the one that's just recently came out with the guy from High School Musical. It was on Netflix, and he plays Ted Bundy, and it's. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just remembered. I thought there was one called, or was it the book just called Straight Up Bundy? I don't know. Uh, but recently, the kid. Oh, I can't. Oh, Zach Efron. He plays Ted Bundy, and he did a Netflix thing. Oh, it's been about six months. It's pretty darn good. I would recommend his movie. And, yeah, he's charming and everything, like Bundy was in real life, and he's having a good old time with the crowd. So that's what this reminds me of, if, if you're kind of curious the type of stuff that happens in the book. And it's an excellent book. It was a great ending. Um, yeah. I like how at the end she kind of listed some of the people. I think there was 26 or 27 people that he actually dismembered. And that they like identified, that. right? Right. Um, but there could have been him. way more. Yeah, and she paid tribute to the, those people um, on the page, a few of them. I, what I really enjoy about it is because she writes so much historical fiction is how much it, it is accurate. Um, mm-hmm. And I would, like even the trial, things had been said and sh- telling how he would, um, you know, even if you look at Wikipedia, which doesn't necessarily mean it's all true because anybody can go on there and put stuff on there. But how arrogant and things that, um, you know, Marcel uh, Pachot was, and that's how you say it. Some people might think it's Perot, <laughs> but that's the French. So, um, you know, what's what's a Joe Paquette from uh, Quebec? Do you hear me? That's the French I took. That four years of French helped me right there. I'm not yep, going to try. That helped me right there. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, he did. I, I just like like just how arrogant and things that she made him. But I also felt like she added some arrogance maybe from things that we see on TV because I got a lot of uh, vibes of certain people of how he was talking be like, oh, that's nasty question or something yeah. like that. And, like, you know, like, who are you, like – thinking that he was bigger than someone else in front of him mm-hmm. asking something. And I thought that was quite amusing, um, wow. which which makes sense because most people, when they do a crime like something like that, they don't think they can be stopped. No, and, he was insane. Yeah, he definitely was. And um, it's, a, it's a great book. Uh, I just like, I like everything about it and I'm sad it's over, but she has a few more books coming out for yeah. us to read. So. Another kind of one based on historical um on it's going to be a historical fiction book that what the first one came out already Artemis had one right mm-hmm. Artemis yes. and the Assassin or Artemis the Assassin I can't remember yeah the Aftershock book and then she has a um, what is an image or a Top Cow book coming out too um, that I'm aware of is that and also historical fiction I, I believe so and then she does do a character for Heavy Metal as well Oh, okay. Um, so mm-hmm. she's she's kind of uh, moving up there, you know. Winner of the Top Cow uh, Creative Writer yeah. um, thing two years ago, and look at her now. So that's it's pretty sweet. And she loves hockey. <laughs> Although she, she's a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, we can forgive her a little bit for that because we stole Steve Eiserman from her. So it's cool. <laughs> You're talking Chinese to me right now. I don't know what. <laughs> but he was originally in Detroit. He's like, he he's he's the man. Um, it was 108 that, here today, if that gives you an idea about hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like 85 here. Uh, 
But do you, you don't have a pool to jump into after this, right? No, I don't. That's pretty sad. Yeah, you didn't have you to bring to, that up. You have to upgrade. <laughs> you have to upgrade. I actually am going to downgrade, man. My little birdies have flown out, man. I got downgrade. <laughs> smaller. Are you, are you gonna, have a pool, you, smaller place. Maybe you need to get like a, a RV and just. Oh, no. Don't want to oh, be no. RV guy. Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> They'll think you're the coyotes. Um, anyways, <laughs> anyways, uh, I read another book this week. Um, no one's going to get that except people that lived down there. Or, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, another book I read this week is uh, King of Nowhere, uh, issue two. It's a W. Maxwell uh, Prince, you know, the author from um, Ice Cream Man, mm. Tyler Jenkins on art, um, and Hillary Jenkins as well. Uh, this book is crazy, man. It seems like, you know, it's it's like a bad dream, and it's basically, you read the first issue, right? Yeah. And it's it's based off of, a, a, like, a bad dream and stuff, but, like, the world that they live in um, kind of reminds me of, um, like, a world between Narnia and uh what did i say well men in black okay because some of the characters are like that and there's a crime happening that um as if you remember that remember that was it john doe was dead the the deer dude in the first issue yeah um well this killer is going through this um city and trying to go after um is his name dennis I believe his name's Dennis, the guy that's like you know just a human. I'm like having flashbacks of this book. It seems like it's been forever since yeah. I read it. Remember <laughs> there was the talk, the talking fish guy, yeah, fish face, and then there's a guy with his head upside down. It was just really wild, and um, that's what this book is because with um Jenkins's art, uh, it makes it seem not real with all his um watercolors and things like that, and I, I still enjoy it. Maxwell Prince has a W. Maxwell Prince has a is kind of like dark humor and stuff. If you read uh, Ice Cream Man, so if I mean if that's your type of thing, jump on it. I, I still like it. It's good. I didn't get that one. So I have to make a choice on that because I didn't order it and I didn't pick it up either. So do you think I should stay with it? The Ice Cream Man thing I didn't know. Yeah, I would. I mean, if you you got some extra uh, coins or something for next Wednesday, I mean maybe. If I don't spend it on that comic, I'm going to spend it on another comic. But (laughs) Just don't spend it on um, Bendis comics. That's all that matters. But I did. I did get action, but that's a different story. (laughs) But that's, I don't know. Did you read any more? I mean, I read a couple, but they were okay. I don't know if I want to get into them. Yeah, just one more book that I would mention is Disaster Inc. Um, It's kind of like a book about uh, tourism that visits like places that had natural disasters it kind of reminded me of um uh well i want you to read it first before we go into deeper but it reminded me of uh that netflix series what is it called dark tourism have you ever seen that where they go to places where like just weird stuff like like they go to new orleans and they hang out with like vampire people and (laughs) stuff and or they go to um in Mexico, where they have like the Day of the Dead, and all these people are there, and they go to um, what what's what's the um, the the person that they uh, the Virgin Mary, uh, mm-hmm. Virgen de Guadalupe. No, the other, but the one that's like kind of evil or something, Ooh. or something like the I forgot what the shit. Name I don't know. Oh, La Llorona. 
No. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what to it. talk about. No, I don't uh, know. Have you seen Bad Boys 3? No. The newest okay. one? No, I have yeah. not. Okay. Well, whatever the character is, the mom is praying to there where okay. she's looking for something. Um, I'm going to have to watch it tonight so I can give you the name. But that's what this... Uh, it reminds... Like, that's what they did in Dark Tourism. Like, they do a bunch of uh, different things like that. You oh, know, okay. places where... Um, but yeah, um, we'll talk about it more after you read it. Uh, one part, I know this is going to show my immaturity, but one of the cities, there was an earthquake where something happened, and it said it was called Fukushima. <laughs> I kept like laughing because I kept this, reading it as Fukushima, but that's <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a child, I know. <laughs> but that that's it. Uh, that's, that's all I have. <laughs> Damn. Well, that works. Yeah. It's a slow climb back into the comics, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, it, it was kind of hard. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of hard reading books again because I haven't had to read books in a while. <laughs> I've been yeah. reading, but I've been reading stuff that I had, so it was it was kind of interesting to read new things. And, and I may have put too much pressure on some of these books, like okay, new books. And then I was like, well, that was just kind of just okay, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, because you hadn't had a book in so long, you're like, this is what I got freaking excited about. But yeah, you know, I mean, so. yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. Um, Which isn't fair, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's not fair. But we also have to remember this is only one chapter of a story, things like that, and we can't judge it just off based off on one issue alone. Yeah, but I mean, just like it's not like, like Twitter does that, do they? Right? No. <laughs> do they? <laughs> Let me tell you, Andrew. <laughs> have you seen the people I follow? <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, it's. Yeah, we can't judge these things and stuff. I mean, and the things I like, someone else or might not like, you know, or, you know, some yeah, people true. like magic dogs, other people like hobbits. I hate I, both. Um, you know, it's that's dude, what magic makes dogs it great. rock. If I ever write a comic, it's going to be about magic dogs. I've decided now. <laughs> I hope they all disappear. They're going to be magic dogs and their secret hideout is going to be in an olive garden and <laughs> there we go this yep is, i make one comment about coyotes and he brings an olive garden. garden yep i deserve it it's <laughs> gonna be a guest cameo from Liv morgan <laughs> oh, oh. trailer park chicks okay jersey jersey yeah. <laughs> I guess we should go ahead and segue into the wrestling yeah. now that we've brought up Liv. <laughs> yeah, here comes the... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I just pissed my pants. I just spilled my water all over my junk. Joe, give me a towel. <laughs> as long as you didn't spill it on your laptop. <laughs> I just spilled it all over my... And Joe just looked at me. I'm like... Oh, you didn't even react. Yeah. I just, I took it. I mean, it's cu quite refreshing. <laughs> Not going to lie. It is hot. It's summer already. Are you ready to bring it? Like, bring it? No. Because you know, there's, a, there's a possibility we've even been contemplating adding you to the whole show, but <gasps> we'd be I'm ready not. to. We'll see. Stop touching things. <laughs> There's a coronavirus going around. Don't touch it. Oh, six feet. Back up. <laughs> six feet. So what is up, everybody? It's been another week in wrestling. We're coming off of an awesome pay-per-view. Um, at least I thought it was awesome. It was worth my 50 bucks. Yeah. Um, 
AEW Double or Nothing. So we can jump into that or we can jump into something else. What do you guys feel like talking about wrestling-wise this week? I mean, do you want to hit the pay-per-view? Because I feel like it's kind of like if people are listening to wrestling stuff, they probably already heard the pay-per-view stuff by now. Probably. The only thing I would say is glad she'd have won. Um, Brian Cage, hell yeah. And Nyla Rose said she was going to be a one-time champ. Oh, yeah, you had to point that out. And you also pointed out that... um, Jimmy Havoc looked like a female had her accident. No, I said that that she forgot. Don't say it. Oh, man. That's inappropriate. But for the most part, decent (laughs) pay-per-view. I think the right people won. We can get into that later. But, yeah, I think the overall was good. Haven't been disappointed yet. Stop worrying about summer eves. So (laughs) it was a happy (laughs) pay-per-view. Some people are mad that it was all faces but you know in this bad times you don't want to like make people walk away from your pay-per-view all pissed because all the heels won it was a bad week anyways yeah so you want to stick with positive things um yeah it's been i mean actually this week for wrestling i've enjoyed quite a lot of things and one thing that i'm really excited about is um new japan will be uh returning uh there's no confirmation date who just jumped off the top rope there? Kamala? Yeah, Kamala. Oh, wow. He did that. <laughs> Anyways, wow. uh, he did that. New Japan is returning this week, but there's no confirmed date. But I've heard that it could be sometime mid-June where they start taping. I've heard two things on that. I've heard that that's when Japan is officially announced sports will return, but that doesn't necessarily mean New Japan. They're, they're kind of It's still kind of a little gray, but mm-hmm. man, I hope they do. It's but they're teasing it. it on their Twitter excuse me feeds that um you missed us like like it's coming soon uh-huh. so. i'm excited because i don't know if you read um that interview that tamatanga did for bullet club that just got me so hyped up that that yeah, he, really got me back in the new japan mode he talked a he, lot of crap he you know just everything just total heel but you know what was cool about it is even though he did talk trash about each guy at the end they said one word to describe each person and he didn't crap on those people with no. the one word so um maybe it was just the work yeah i don't think it's a full a full work i think there might be a little bit of a shoot in there like he might be a little i mean i'm sure he is a little disappointed the way the guys left him hanging with the club um went into business for themselves to be the elite but oh, yeah i think overall everything's good he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who like cries about shit. No, but it seems yeah. like he has heat with Jay White though. <laughs> he might. He might. Yeah. He might be. What if? What if they split again? What if they're forming the old school Bullet Club? What if Anderson and Gallows are coming think, back to I be with that, him? I think that I think that could very well happen. Anderson and, it, and Gallows weren't officially kicked out of the club. They they said, "All right, guys, we're gonna go our separate ways." They they were never kicked out by the rest of the members. And they weren't he, he did mention in that article that Carl Anderson was like a leader. So was yeah, he Carl was, come he, back and he was the second. Leader? He was the second leader. Yep. So I think so. I think that would be awesome. And then he seemed to really be pubbing. Um, oh, the Mexican guy that was his tag partner for a while, a lot on Twitter this last week. I can't remember oh, the guy that played. Um, Hunico. Is it Hunico? Are you sure? Hunico actually is the guy that's in AAA playing um, Sin Cara. Oh, okay. Well, he's that talking about a, some guy, and I can't remember his name. I, because I, that he used to come down on a, on a bike in WWE. He, yeah, he oh, was the, okay. the, the replacement for the original Sin Cara. For the original Sin Cara. Yeah. yeah. 
So who knows? But yeah, I'm excited. Um, especially like I teased you on Twitter. You you sent that thing and it had a picture of them. And I go, yeah, I'm excited for New Japan, but I'm excited for the champs. I want to see if um, yeah. Los Inogrolap. Oh, no, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. um. <laughs> it's a hard word to say even for a Latino. I can't get that out. Ingo. Uh, I can't say it. I can't. Sorry. Not a real Mexican, I guess. <laughs> what? What? L-I-J. I know how to say it in my head. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. But I want to see them defend their titles. Yeah. All over the place. I am ready. I'm ready for some New Japan. Um, not that I'm anti-AEW, but, you know, when you just see the same thing over and over and over, you need a new flavor. and. Yeah, that's that's exactly why. Like this week, I forced Joe to watch some Carney Land with me. Um, it's kind of growing on me. So, I don't like it. Joe, <laughs> stop! It's it's actually pretty decent. It's okay. it's kind of like Portlandia esque because it's funny skits or like um, before your time, Joe. SCTV used to have like Rick Moranis and stuff. That was kind of like a Kids in the Hall before Kids in the Hall. It wasn't um, funny. That type of stuff. It the was, best part about it was, it was funny was little ben no yeah don't mess with ziggy's iggy no. yeah that was it yeah you been messing with ziggy ziggy no well i didn't Who's see it little ben little ben is the um the like the clock thing in the corner what's uh, the, who's the what's wade barrett's name now or what was it before before he... oh what what is his real name i don't know i don't either what kind of freaking podcast is this we don't know somebody's name (laughs) Stu Grimson right yeah Stu something Stu Stu Hart Grayson no Stu Grim is it Grimson 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 (laughs) we don't know but yeah Stu Stu yeah it's Stu Stu that's probably not even his name that is his name that's his real name like Stu Hart, yeah. Okay. So. Well, that's the best part about Carney Land. See, I didn't watch. Little Ben. But I watched, before we came online, um, they released something that I have to go back and watch the whole thing. I just saw little pieces of it. Um, something called Girl Power, where they have their entire female roster talking about issues that have to deal with female wrestlers in it. They, I saw um, Camille's. And I saw Thunder Rosa's, and Thunder Rosa gets very personal about Hana Kimura and her relationship of knowing her since she was I think a little that was girl. A separate, separate thing because it is. He's yeah. telling you that it's yeah, the it hype, yeah. Because girl, the actual girl power show started bef- a little bit before we came online, and so I, I didn't have a chance thing. to show. But they show that, and then they had Camille talking about her own issues with mental health and being bullied and stuff. So the show that. I want to watch still. They're all on there, I think, kind of like in a big chat. So, okay. So, I think that's pretty cool of NWA to do something like that and to provide a platform for their female um, crew right now, especially, you know, all those women are going through a lot. You know, when we were on air yesterday or last week, we didn't know that she had passed away yet, oh. you know. And in the realization of seeing how it all, you know, people tweeting, I did not realize how many people she had come in contact with. And thinking back on that, she really, almost a who's who of independent wrestling, because not only her, but her mother's faction before, when her mother had the faction, seemed to have all the foreigners in it, 
It was very common for her. So she, going back even before her mom, Rosette, she is working with the Ruby Riots. Like I said, the Thunder Rosas, all these wrestlers that were even precursor to what we see now. And then Hana herself undertook under her wing a lot of like Zoe Lucas, Bobby Tyler, B. Priestley, Tor um, Tony Storm. You can go on and on. All these. So she was like. She was with open arms to all the people from different Yes, and stuff. she was the one that like really went out of her way to teach them and show them the culture and be there for them. Osprey put up this great story of like he was just sitting at a show backstage waiting. He was watching a video and she just all of a sudden popped her head out and says, hey, Osprey, what you doing? And he was like watching a video and she sat down with him and watched the whole video. And then at the end, she said, I don't understand. And he said, well, why did you sit here and watch all things? And she goes, I just want to hang out with Osprey. And that was it. <laughs> but that, I guess that's the kind of person she was. So that everybody knew her and her mother. Natalia worked with her mother. I mean, going back, you know, that far. I mean, so there was just a real, that, that family, you know, a real good connection. So it's a, I could see how the promotion, all the wrestling promotions, all these female wrestlers, like it was like losing a sister for them, so. It's pretty cool that yeah, NWA yeah. did that. So, all because people on the internet are like, were dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, think first before you tweet, people. <laughs> tweet. Um, yeah. Um. I guess. Uh. To kind of bring the mood up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry after about that. that. Is um. MLW uh just released something saying that they have a new show uh, premiering this week or. Maybe it's next week called Pulp Fusion, where they kind of do like the same things that NWA is doing, kind of like get their talent over, follow some of the wrestlers, get their reactions after their last pay-per-view that they ever taped, um, things like that, and talk about rivalries and to build on future matches. Um, uh, so this this should be pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I, I'm all I'm all for it because I kind of want to see, you know, that's something that. MLW lacks other than Mance Warner and the Dynasty, and maybe Selena say, like, did some stuff for a while. Right. Selena was doing some stuff, like, but you don't really know like Myron Reed or um, you yeah. know carried some other characters like that. Or I mean, you do get a little Davy Boy Smith or a little Brian Pillman Jr., but you could get a little more to help these guys out and get their get them over. So I think this mm -hmm. is a kind of really cool idea. So. I think they did a couple of those at the end of the Mance Warner anthology, like a bunch of the rest. I think that's where, yeah, so they were like a couple of clips of wrestlers talking about like their rivalries and like, like you said, something so, about Myron Reed and he was doing something. What are they like? Because I haven't seen it yet. Would you compare Because I got kind of the idea from reading it that it's going to have a little bit of Lucha Underground. Like it's going to be almost like a cinematic story or are they just interviews? Like is it is it kayfabe? Is it kind of like Matt Hardy esque? Sure. You know what um, I mean? I mean either way, um, I'm all for it because it's a way to like yeah we won't get the matches right, right. but we're gonna get to know the um, the wrestlers which is really cool because then that's how like I don't know about like most people but for me when you get to hear wrestler stories and stuff like AEW. When they build up characters and they tell you like how they did and you know it's storyline storyline driven, then I'm more interested. 
I might become more interested in MLW because they're starting like a storyline. Like you made mm-hmm. the um, the Lucha Underground reference. Uh, if it becomes like that, hell yeah, I'm watching oh, this. Man. That'd be awesome. <laughs> because that's probably some of the best stuff. I mean, but you also had Robert Rodriguez's yeah. name attached to that. So, and um, um, I believe that they're doing something with storylines too, because at the end of the anthology thing, like a couple of the clips, like it's similar to what you were talking about, like. They were talking about how there was no, not like they were kind of like ignoring the virus and Contra took over MLW. Uh, so like they're setting up storylines with the with the clips as well. Ah, uh, that's like smart. the parks are going after them and so. That's smart. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's one of the positives that came out of the the virus and them having to shut down. I felt AEW didn't do enough of that for a long time. And by shutting down, I think they did more vignettes, and they were able to build up cool little things with, you know, Bubbly Bunch and and little things with um, Brody Lee and Britt Baker, for God's sake, exploding with all her little, you know, clip um, flipboard stuff and role model stuff, and you know, I I think I hope AEW doesn't disregard that. Yeah, I mean, I think that. With, you know, when there was a Monday Night War, whether it was WCW or if it was WWE, that's the kind of stuff. Like, I turned tuned in to WCW to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did have some backstage chaos and stuff, like when they threw Mysterio into... Um, like a dart. Where they threw him into, <laughs> like, the um, trailer like the tra- and yeah. stuff, and they mm-hmm. did that type of stuff. That was cool. But then when you put it on WWE, you got more of the vignette stuff because they weren't so much it wasn't so much the wrestling it was like the stone cold or uh mick foley behind oh, the mick scenes foley like, did a lot just, of funny stuff just, or even kurt angle just like doing dumb segments but it helped get them over you know what i'm saying so that i'm here for all that yeah I mean, you, you gotta balance it like i don't think cody rhodes needs to do segments because we know who no. he is but yeah. jungle boy we need to know a little more of who Jungle Boy is. You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah, like, give me more interactions with Marco Stunt, Luchasaurus, and yeah. Jungle Boy, like, when they do it on BTE. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, I love the Pac stuff, where Pac does his vignettes as well. Yeah, that's what I want. I want a little bit of that. That's exactly what it needs. Because um, you yeah, have to it, introduce those people to us. And there's a lot of Darby Allen vignettes as well. Yeah, I think they need to take some of that being the elite stuff and put it on the show to make it like. Then you're forcing people to watch being the elite, like tease some things and mm-hmm. be like, "You want to see the rest of being the elite? Go to YouTube, subscribe, you know, yeah. and then yeah. you can, you'll gain more of a following." I mean, I really think that you know that kind of started with um. No offense, but I think Zack Ryder kind of started that stuff with the Internet Championship. He yeah. the YouTube stuff. He it all started with him, and yeah, he totally did it. Did you hear him this week on Jericho's podcast? Yeah, you know, basically his dad bought him that camera. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, what can I do with it?" And he got himself over playing with it, and he he got real heat, I guess, with the you know WWE because they don't like when you go over on yourself. And he tried to be like pretty calm about it, but. What's his name? The his partner. Oh, what? Kurt can I, Hawkins. Yeah, Hawkins. Um, started saying, um, "Yeah, I'll talk for him." He goes, "That whole grab the brass ring speech. They quit giving us that speech after they never gave um, Zack Ryder the brass ring, even though he went out and earned it. Because they don't want you to. It's all a bunch of bullshit. 
this whole grab the brass ring speech that they give you. They're going to push who yeah. they're going to push. Right. So, but yeah, he was ahead of his yeah. time. Yeah, he was. He was like, he kind of like, now that's all you get. Like NWA or we're, we just mentioned MLW's doing it. And it all kind of started from Ryder. Like other people adapted it. Like um, Matt Hardy kind of adapted. And if it wasn't Matt Hardy doing those um, cinematic matches, mm-hmm. then half of these matches that you're seeing, you would... It would never happen if Matt Hardy didn't start doing this first, and yeah. you know, and then the young bucks doing their thing with being elite, and it's kind of cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. But I watched a lot of wrestling this week. Did yeah. you? I watched Impact. Nice. So tell me about Impact because I haven't watched Impact in forever. Impact was pretty decent. Um, you know, there's there was a cinematic match there too, and it was the Deaners versus the North. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. It, I was surprisingly, I thought it was it was really well done. Um, that was good. The women's matches, uh, Kimberly, she fought Havoc, uh, Ooh, and I that's that. that's kind of been okay. a thing going on, and that's really cool. And we know that Virtuosa just signed a contract yeah. there, so the so the rich get richer in the women's division no of uh, Impact. Um, yeah, there there was a couple of you know those type of matches. There was a who was the Callahan dudes fighting? I don't remember them all, but I, I mean it it was cool just to watch. And I oh, it was I, the it was the big dude that Callahan's bodyguard versus like Moose. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it, it it was pretty decent. I mean, nice. I I don't know like I think it we, was a tournament. We don't watch. We don't have the channels, so the, my only way to watch it is to watch the highlights on YouTube the next day, which is fine with me because then I just get the good stuff, you know. Yeah. So which is, that's cool. I I watched that, and I even watched some OVW on Tuesday, because um, I really like what I've seen, like um, with Al Snow talks about his company, and I know a lot of guys have came from there, so that's been pretty good, but. Other than that, then it's just AEW and uh, NXT. Going back to Impact, they have so many great women. Should they focus more on that division? And also to add to that, should they get that title off Tessa and put her back with a woman just because they should be really boosting up the entire women's division where Tessa being the champ of the whole thing kind of just helps Tessa. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily help all the rest of the division. So how do you get the title off her and save her from staying strong? Do you do like a, uh, remember like a Tanya Harding thing where she gets like beat down behind this Yeah. Stage? So that way they take the belt off her, force a tournament. And then when she comes back, she just focuses on the women. So, so like the Callahan guys, maybe. Jump yeah, who's the nastiest heel? I mean, do you go back to Callahan? Sammy Callahan. <laughs> so you go back to the Callahan thing and Callahan yeah. gets his... his fight back okay i'm okay with so that he, he, his three guys like, jump it's a backstage. it's a work but like he hurts her somehow figuratively oh. and then they they force her to drop the title and then she just stays with the women yeah because that it's that hard it's crazy it's tricky because you have to do it in a way that doesn't make the women's division seem like she's taking a step down that's why doing this was always an issue because now for her to go back to the women's division People are saying, well, now she's back in the women's division. And she's not even the champ. So it can't sound like it's a step down because... Like she goes straight for the championship, maybe. Yeah, but I don't want her to get it yet. I mean, 
what's her name just got the Jordan Grace just got the title and I'm not ready for her to lose it. She had to go through a lot to get that title. I don't Stay. think she needs to chase the title there automatically. Like she could fight like a Tyra Valkyrie or so maybe have or maybe have um Diana Peruzzi come in and immediately go after her. Maybe she goes after um Tessa to force her to wrestle. Like saying like yeah, I was the best on the indies before you came around girl and i don't know just start some kind of like more of a kind of like who's the best feud and it has nothing to do with the belts okay. yeah those work because they have so much i wish they'd highlight them more you forget about them i forgot about havoc you just told me in kimberly i mean they have so many girls that don't even get tv time that are so uh, yeah, good i feel like you could i just pulled a joe uh -huh. right there oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> see what happens yeah. sitting next to you mm -hmm. um is that you should they should take the women's matches and maybe give the women more matches than the men because the the men's roster is kind of lacking i mean they got elgin is cool you know you got the rich swan you know but you don't have like they don't have the same men's roster that they used to they have a like, deeper women's roster than anything yeah. You gotta use what you have. NXT does. I think NXT is doing a really good job of of really putting more women's matches on every week, and they're the premier matches. They're the matches that they're selling when they hype would the you, show for the would week. You, would you think say that Impact's women's division is better than NXT's right now? Yes, I would yeah, personally. I would. I, I would too because I mean. After, I'd say it's they w had to bring Charlotte down to yeah. like help their division. I would also say it's better in WWE. Yeah. The like main roster, and people are gonna say, "Oh, but the four horsewomen." Yeah, but after the four horsewomen, what do you have on the main yeah, roster? Other, other than like say maybe Stardom, they probably have the best women's division. But it's a women's promotion, so it's kind of yeah. But you know, when you have we're talking a, a division that's competing with a men's division, yeah, there's no way to think about it. I mean, the Here's top a, ten yeah. in Impact are are AEW would kill for the number ten wrestler from Impact. Yeah. Impact should just let the dudes go free and just do all women. Not or, all women. Like you could have a couple men's matches, but they don't have to be focused on that. I'd go young. If I were them, I'd go young with the men and start building up men's talent that are well, new not talent. Young men. They're more focused on the all the older yeah i know but that's what they should do i mean like get some young guys oh, from yeah, the indies they had hernandez on there this week well he's in the tournament thing that's a... <laughs> hernandez <laughs> and then like you said have the main matches that they promote be the women's division and then you know like introduce people in between those two great women's matches this yeah. is a new guy that we got from you know some smaller you know from hog or from you know, they could be focused. Defy, who knows, the, you know? The Ace Austins and stuff. Yeah. Those so that makes guys. sense. Suck. So mm -hmm. rip off Gambit. Well, before we jump into... Um, Can I say something about NXT? What about... Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Oh, okay. I'm going to NXT. Okay. You're always stepping on my toes. <laughs> going into business for yourself. I see how it is. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Are you trying to go solo? Are you trying to throw this under? Are you trying to go? This dude's trying to get over. Get over. Um, okay, so I watched the NXT and I had a big takeaway this week. There was a match in the beginning that forced a tournament of three dudes that <laughs> were all two in one. Uh -huh. One of the guys was Drake Maverick, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we just got released. Kushida. And we had Jake Atlas. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, what happened is that uh, 
Drake Mavic ends up winning this match, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Because Kushida has Jake Atlas in an armbar, and he reaches across while Atlas's shoulders are down, and one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So WWE has worked us. They they have used this virus through Drake Maverick out there. Drake Maverick advances to face El Fant- El Helio Fantasma. El Hijo. I told you it was a work. I told you it was a work. It has to be a work. I mean, he's going to be Phantasma, too. What? If he doesn't, then he gets fired. I told you it was a work. I just felt like the way his video came out so quickly, the crying video, I was like, I don't know, man. So they added him into it to make it seem way to get him over so people would feel sorry for him, which, no offense, he's a good wrestler. But he's no freaking Kushida or Jake Atlas. <laughs> or Phantasma. That's or why Phantasma. I haven't watched. When, when I was watching it, I was like, "Are you, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, this is real. They really worked like everyone with this. And I was like, so they used like the, the guy that wasn't the best. I mean, he's a great wrestler. No offense. He's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. But when he was in Impact, he was Rockstar Spud and he barely wrestled. He was more of a manager. Mm-hmm. He is not better than Kushida. Who Kushida was undefeated in Japan, but mm-hmm. because it's Vince McMahon's company, you can't continue that streak. So you lose to Rockstar Spud. I mean, Drake Maverick. Oof. And supposedly, when he wins the title, he's going to give Kushida a match. Well, no, that's not true. Because when he wins the title, he has to fight Jordan Devlin when he's back. He's just inter- interim champion. He mm. said he would fight Kushida about that but ultimately he's just representing that title until Devlin can come back from overseas I knew it was a work I knew it from the beginning I told you and then within the first week WWE was like can he stay and and fans were getting excited I'm rooting for him so much and I'm like it's scripted you're rooting for him so much it's scripted so either they fired him or they didn't fire him so if you believe he's fired there's no way he wins right if he wins, no, they lied you to be, you. They didn't the all of a sudden. The legend, Phantasma, Kushida, and Jake Atlas, who we've seen Jake Atlas because we're all indie fans, who's amazing and like, oh, I don't get it, man. You said, who's Jake Atlas? Are you serious? I only know. Russell Circus, didn't you watch Russell Circus with us? Uh-huh. He was on there twice. Okay, cool. <laughs> he said, okay, cool. <laughs> He's a he was a good wrestler. Yeah. I watched that match. Uh, I'm yeah. more looking forward to, to the In Your House pay-per-view. I can't no. watch it. No, we're not looking forward to it. I'm that. looking forward to it. But oh. um, I do have a question about okay. NXT. Go ahead. Since we're on NXT and we don't show them that much love, no. who do you think is the most underrated wrestler in NXT that they should use more of? Well, since I don't watch, I might name somebody that they're using. <laughs> so um, let me think about it. You guys go, for, oh, man, who? someone they... You can go I have to think NXT. about that roster because I don't really watch NXT. I don't know who's not getting used. Well, for me, I felt like it was um, up until this tournament, they weren't using Kushida at all. So Did they use that. Swerve? Uh, I think he was in the tournament. He probably um, lost. A, well, he definitely lost. Cause well, okay, let me rephrase it. Out of all their talent in NXT, who do you think they should focus on more? Like they like we know that they're a great wrestler and that they should you know 
You know who has good. star written all over him, but it messes things up? Push O'Reilly is a singles wrestler. Yeah, he is really good. He mm-hmm. was Ring of Honor champions, chips, and yeah. And it's nothing against Fish, but I think oh. O'Reilly has the potential to even be as big as Cole, if not bigger. That's a, Okay, when you say O'Reilly, I think the perfect partner or perfect matchup perfect matchup would be against Kushida mm. because strong style mm-hmm. that's just a straight up New Japan brawl nice and they're both kind of technical wrestlers too they both are technical wrestlers yes and O'Reilly's got personality he, he, he could he could get so over baby face or heel pick either one to be fine is that, that is that why you like you said him over fish because fish doesn't have like much personality but they're both as good wrestlers but but o'reilly is such a striker like he will kick the shit out of you (laughs) fish is a hell of a wrestler but fish is a tag team wrestler in my opinion he doesn't he's a freaking fish and the other guy sells auto parts (laughs) oh oh o'reilly okay yeah don't you know that song yeah Yeah. do they have those in uh Arizona? Yes, they do. They do have okay. O'Reilly's. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was hoping that hit there. I don't know. If it, it, yeah. That was just like a, um, you know. Yeah. But that's what I would thing. say. I'm looking forward to this Killer Cross versus Tommaso Ciampa match. Mm. That, yeah. that looks like really good. And, yeah. And they've been teasing it for two weeks in a row. So if you do just watch that stuff where Scarlet comes mm-hmm. out. And she stares at Ciampa while he wrestles, and then Killer cuts a promo. Or the week before, Ciampa came out after a cross match, and he cut a promo on him. When I saw that, I was like, "Okay, I can, I can get behind this okay. because yeah. this is this is a match that I would like to see." Well, there might be two reasons to watch it. Then I might actually break down. But I've told you, I make the joke. It's kind of like BTE for me. Once they sign with NXT, they're dead to me, <laughs> like Adam Cole. Like they say, he died. I don't really watch NXT. They killed but, him. <laughs> um, maybe but I will. Are par- but they are partying with him, though. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We'll get into that in a minute because I have a question. <laughs> but I am going to watch the, the pay-per-view for two reasons. I, The Io Shirai thing is very intriguing. Could we end up with three Japanese champions at once? Or if she doesn't win, I think it really tells me that she's going home. Because they need to give her something. Home, they, they keep saying that she's going home. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, I think you... if they do put the belt on her, it's just like I said when they put it on Asuka, it's like, please don't leave now. Yeah, but that's okay. If we get three Japanese champions at once as a fan of Japanese wrestling, that'd be awesome. You know, yeah, Shida, I mean, Asuka, and Io, all champs. I mean, we can all, for us, we can all agree that it, they're the best wrestlers in the world. So Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, yeah. So I'd be super excited for that. Now, here's a question. And I'm stealing this question from Matt Granberry, our friend. He had this question, and I answered it on his Twitter. No one else did. I thought more people would answer it. Is He put out a question. So what is there left for Adam Cole? Is he stuck to either go to the Raw and SmackDown and AEW? Are those his only choices after this? He's, like if he left, he, he really title. has no other choice. He either has to go to Raw or SmackDown or go to AEW. Okay, but he is he is losing the title because Velveteen Dream gets that match for him. That's it. I think um, he might move up. And then if like... he does go to the main roster, <laughs> he used to be in a mid card in a couple months. But um, I know after reading what Britt had said on um, 
I think she was on a podcast, mm-hmm. and she said that um, his best friends are the Bucks, and they are. They've been with him longer than she's been with him. <laughs> yep. So I mean, that just leads me to believe once that contract's up, he's out. <laughs> but do you believe that's the only place voice. he can go? Like, he can't no. go back to ROH. I. He can't really go back to Impact. Even Japan. And my my answer was, was to go to Japan, guy. he'd have he to born. be the leader of the Bullet Club to make it worth yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't think he he's not physical enough to be in Japan. He was a, um, a Bullet Club Ring of Honor guy. He yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. Bullet Club Japan. Right? He could do some time with Marty. Yeah. Okay. He could do that. I Speaking definitely of Marty. see that. But that's not a step down after being the NXT champion. Like, don't you feel like he has he either has to go to AW or he has to take it up to the main roster? Well, I mean, WWE might look at it as a step down, but whoever gets him, that's a draw. Oh, well, of course. Of course. <laughs> so, I mean, he wins wherever he goes. True. <laughs> so, True. Um, I think... I would love to see him in, yeah, I would like to see him with the Young Bucks again because that was like the best of the mm-hmm. win the Bullet Club and Kenny and stuff. And maybe that was Tonga mentioning, you know, Marty and Cole. Maybe he knows something, like they're all getting back. I would <laughs> love a Cole-Marty team. They don't even have to be with the Elite, but a Cole-Marty team would be pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cole-Marty with Brody Lee. And uh, yeah, okay. there you go. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Marty, did you watch the Being the Elite thing? I did. Are they working us? That's well, maybe. He said maybe they're working out a deal, but mm-hmm. I, I still, I still won't believe. They haven't it shown him on that show at all since he signed that deal. Yep. So there has to be some sort of handshake agreement that he can be there. Mm-hmm. Because right now, Ring of Honor has nothing going for them. Yeah. No, because I watched it this week, and they're just each episode. I think they're focusing on a different wrestler. Like this week, it was Dragon Lee. So they're kind of doing what MLW is doing, but not as creative. So right. Andrew, after I had told Andrew because he knew something was up when I said, "Dude, you got to watch Being the Elite." Yeah. <laughs> and it, because and you ne- cuz you never watch being the elite. And I was like, why are you watching this week? <laughs> and, then, and then uh conspiracy that Andrew put on the tinfoil hat and he yes. was like, um so I'll just let Andrew tell his conspiracy. Okay, here's my crazy conspiracy. And this kind of thinks you got to think back WCW WWE era. Okay. Got my mind set. They gave Marty a lot to stay. Okay, they gave him all. They matched the money. They gave him control. All these things. They they made him Booker. Yeah, he's a book. He they made basically made him Dusty Rhodes of WCW. But the big thing I'm going to go back to is the money. Okay, they've been closed down, and ROH was struggling before anyway. Remember, there was they were showing all those ROH shows with nobody in the audience. Their buy rates were down. That's why they got together with NWA to kind of get some to pump some energy into it. I said, like, Vince kind of went to, to um, Bret Hart back then. He goes, I can't afford your contract anymore. Go take the offer from WCW. Vince did that. What if ROH went to Marty and said, you know, financially, we're not pulling money in. We can't afford that big old contract we gave you. Would you be willing to go see what AEW has to give you? And maybe AEW gave him a big contract. And he did it. to. It also helps ROH. Just like... 
you know, before the screw job, Bret Hart was doing it to help Vince McMahon, to help WWE. But then the screw job happened and then it became ugly. Mm-hmm. But that's just my conspiracy theory. And so that he got out of his contract and he's no longer contracted with ROH okay. and he's a free agent and he signed yeah, with so AEW. You, you, yours is okay. that he could be a free agent right now. Yep. And we don't know. And mine was maybe there's going to be agreement since ROH isn't on TV that maybe some of these guys come from ROH, work some dark matches or something. That's how they become making agreement because the Bucks have always been open to a ROH. Yes. Uh, AEW uh, formation and AEW New Japan thing. You said that Chris Jericho's trying to get that. Jericho has been pushing for a, a New Japan thing. It's it's well known. He even said it with um Owen Hart's wife. He said, if we get you inducted in New Japan Hall of Fame, would you do it? And she did not say no. Mm. So, she, so she's if against he WWE. could if he could hook up Owen's family to go to Japan, and it's okay. Jericho has pull. He has a lot of pull with Japan. Mm. I mean, the dude is a huge star. If he was a free agent and Vince McMahon knew it, he would Vince McMahon be like throwing money at him too because he's oh, a yeah. draw. Even though he is an AEW guy, like even though oh, he went to matter. AEW, he would but, do yeah, it. it's okay. it's his way of saying I bought your best guy, the guy that helped you get these people, not your best guy, but yeah. a guy that's probably with so much wealth of knowledge because he's been around the world everywhere. He's been he's been a big star in Japan. He's been a big wow. star in Mexico. Mexico. Everywhere. I'm going to go back to your theory with, and something I thought about after you told me that gives a little more credence to yours. Could that explain why Tomatonga is so upset? And he yeah. posted those pictures of, of Marty kissing um, Omega right. and saying the villain. So I guess villain's over. Yeah. Because maybe That's- he knows that the ROH New Japan deal just fell apart. Yeah. So and it's because out. of Marty. And like you said, Marty went canceled the New Japan deal and went and made a deal with AEW. So that could lend to your argument. Yeah. So that's where where he was salty about them not um, sticking together. Yeah. And that it became more about the elite and not the Bullet Club. It's always been the... That's why they all... They had the Civil War thing with the Bullet Club and they kicked them all out. That's... Either way, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh, it makes for interesting wrestling. Either way, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all for it. I'm. It's just, just that we have enough like to entertain ourselves with um, conspiracy theories. Yeah, um, I look at it this way: Japan is fine whether they have ROH or not. AEW yeah. is fine whether they have ROH or not. But ROH really does need to get involved with one of them seriously mm-hmm. to help themselves. <laughs> and I, I, I think because they're not. Um, because they can't travel and you're not going to make that much money, it's probably best that they make a deal with another American company. Yeah. Although Japan said once they open up in California, they were going to start doing their USA stuff because, remember, they are coming to the U.S. too. But what if that got delayed long enough to where they said, we can't wait that long. We'll be out of business if we wait yeah. two it years. On yeah. Their owner. I mean, yeah. whatever he says. Oh. Mm-hmm. What kind of capital? That's a business side of things. You just don't know what yeah. kind of shape, financial shape. I mean, they're, they have great ownership. Like, the guy has been nothing but respectful and stuff, and he's nothing but um, 
taking all the precautions during this virus, and he... Oh, you mean New Japan. I was going to say, ROH yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. have a great one. Oh, no, 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 New <laughs> Japan, New Japan, no. But I, I'm very loyal to Japan, so... Yeah, same, so, very cool. Anything else to say about AEW's show this week, like thoughts on Tyson, thoughts mm. on Jungle Boy getting the title shot? I um, think that after... FTR looked really good in Canadian. Tuxedos. Oh yeah, I forgot about FTR. The debut of FTR yes. finally. I uh, thought it originally stood for F the Revival because that's what the Young Bucks would say. Yep. So. They flipped it around. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, I, I'm that, all for that. Um, ready for that? I know that uh, Andrew and I noticed some foreshadowing. Um, exactly actually with the number four with cody rhodes mm, they, uh mm. joe wants to deny it because he said i wasn't the first caller of aw second third but and then he just held the four up yeah like, and you were like he knew what he was calls. doing yeah yeah he's teasing it joe. either he's it's gonna it. happen or he's just messing with us either way i'm here for that <laughs> yeah so so and so then I there's was, a it, picture of the revolt with Tully and Arn. Yep, throwing it up. Oh. <laughs> so. so those guys are in. So Joe's thinking is, oh, well, they can't. Ha they have to have all the titles. Well, then, obviously, if they have all the titles, then Brian Cage is the next person then because Cage beats Moxley. Mm, no, there you go. don't like it. Or, like you said, Paige eventually is the fourth, and he is, becomes the champion. But if they – so here's what we were saying because he said – it would be Cody, the FTR guys, and who? And he said Tessa. So that's only that's four. One. That's only three out of the four titles because the two guys have to hold the tag. So either either somebody's going to be a double champ or Tessa. They would have to have five people. <laughs> you know, thinking about it, I just figured it out. Okay, here it is: the revival or fight page. And um, Omega for the tag titles. And Hangman turns on Omega in that match and reveals himself as a horseman. Yeah. And he then the he man. goes on. And then he goes he on, on to win the. At yep. the pay per view. He is the horseman. He's not one he of the does, horsemen. Though. What do horsemen do? They do cowboy shit. Exactly. And he's the, he's the Barry Windham of the crew. Yeah. And he I, goes on and he, then he wins the title from whoever has the title at that time. So Which Cody's could. the TNT, the Revival are the, or the Revolt are the tags, and Hangman's the champ. Yeah, that's the go. one I originally was all about. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because okay. you have to have a cowboy in there, and you already had the two hillbilly dudes that remind me of Tully mm -hmm. and Art. And then you got the rich guy. And then you got the guy with the suit and the blonde hair yep. who thinks he's better than everyone else now. Yep, that's So that's Cody. all you have, and that's all you need. Okay. It's okay. perfect. It's a perfect reason for Hangman to turn on Omega, too. Yeah. You know? right. So, there you go. Right. Now, well, how do you get the four horsemen who goes after him? Then you have to bring in Villain Enterprise. <laughs> there you go. The Enterprise. That'll work. So, because so, everyone's talking about Elite versus, you know, Revolt. But th there's no belt involved in that. That's a good first feud. But you want the To get that dream match over with. Um, I think that, like, I heard a couple of people say that they should hold on that mm -hmm. because that's what everyone wants. But right now, give them, like, SCU, give them um, 
Jungle Boy and Lucha Luchasaurus. Bros. Yeah, get you know, do all the other ones. And then the best friends. When it comes time, you know, after a few months or something, and you know that you can actually put some people in stance, then you do that match. So you wait till maybe the revolter are the champs? So that they can talk about they're the best ever, and then you have the young bucks chase them. So then you have the feel good baby face win by the bucks over yeah, the revolt. Yeah, because right later now on. it's right now you have the um, the revolt has like Fear the, the they they're kind of face right now, right? Mm-hmm. You right now they're basically set up butcher and blade first ones to mm-hmm. knock off, right? Yeah. Um. So you have that. So they. They're the good guys now, but eventually they're going to become the bad guys. It won't be hard for them to become bad guys. They just keep attacking people we like, and they'll become the bad guys instantly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What are their names? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Cash. One is Cash, and I don't know what the other. Cash Wheeler and Dax something. Yeah, it take a long time to remember that. Dax Shepard? Is that? No, that's that's an actor. No, that's the guy from... uh, Michigan, <laughs> he was on Punked. Oh, okay. Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know. We'll have to, I'll have to wait. But yeah. Okay. So the other big one was again, Jericho Tyson. What do you think about that? There's been some people that say, you know, it's, that's a wasted spot that could be used no. for another women's match or a young up and coming wrestler on the pay per view, and you're giving it to Tyson. I don't, I don't think it's wasted. What I think it is, is something that Vince McMahon would do. Yes. And what you do is you bring in Mike Tyson. It's so Mike Tyson get, versus Stone Cold. Yeah. It's the same it's thing. The reason why you do it is Mike Tyson's hot right now. There's video footage of this dude ready to fight again. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to do this. So you draw in people that not necessarily would watch wrestling. So you sell more pay-per-views. Which they already did. They sold 15,000 more pay-per-views uh, during this yeah. virus that we weren't sure that they were going to sell. <laughs> and, yeah. and they did merely because Mike Tyson was attached to it, probably. That they're like, oh, Definitely well, Mike park. Tyson's going to be there? Uh, you so, know, yeah, yeah, there's the complaint by the purist that said you were going to be something different. You weren't going to be WWE. But then, okay, you have those people. Those people turn in religiously to watch. They're not going away. So you have to build... We have to build to the next level, get that next level of fans. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what Tyson does. Yeah, because they were on, they were, before the virus hit, they were pulling away. They could mm-hmm. have got a lot more pay per views, made a lot more money, but they can't right now because of the virus. Could you imagine, like, the F- FTR, Matt Hardy? Brody, Brody Lee, Lee, all these Tyson. guys showed up with fans there, how people Brian Cage. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of that, like I just want to mention AEW does squash matches the best. Yeah. Yeah. When they bring out Brian Cage and he throws a dude around like a rag doll and just makes him look like so strong or if it's Lance Archer doing or it. Brody Lee. They, yeah. Yeah. They they do it perfect to show their dominance. WWE yeah, used to do that. They have the little guy like kind of like rushing to attack him. And then, like, he's kind of, like, losing a little. But then he just hits him with a big move, and it's he just crushes him. Yeah. He threw the dude almost out of the stadium. They said he threw him into the Gulf of Mexico and back out of the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, Moxley said that stuff. Like, I was like, 
Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it's, it's so awesome. Like you said, first they do it with some developmental talent. Then the next step, which is a cool step, you got to admit, is they bring in Marco Stunt. Mm-hmm. So they can toss him around and look amazing. Mm-hmm. And Marco has a little bit of just of enough of for the fans to get excited. Maybe Marco will win. You know what I mean? Marco gets his shots in and yeah. everything. But you know he's not going to win. And then they toss him and they destroy him and they kill him. So they still look like monsters. And then, so by this point, they've won like three matches. And then they start fighting some better dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, I just like how they've done the Brian Cage stuff so far, like, they're making this dude look powerful, and they should because the dude's a beast. Yeah. Um, but they they legitimately make him look like a beast. Like this, the only time I've ever seen that in WWE is when they had um Ryback and it was Feed Me More stuff. Yeah. Like where they had those type of squash matches, but then even that died down quickly. Who knows how long AEW is going to play this one off. And let's give some more love. Then he's a little bit of a different beast than say um, Brody Lee and um, Lance Archer. There's some things that Brian Cage can do. That's yeah. that the smaller, like it's what I hope Osprey becomes now that Osprey's a heavyweight. Brian Cage can do some pretty amazing things. So he's not your not just like, typical big guy that just gets yeah, physical. He, 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 like he's got great footwork. Brody Lee and Lance Archer, like they, I bet they can do like a moonsault, but like they're not gonna do. Brian Cage doing like a 450 splash, and then you got all that heavy weight like just hit you. Have you? And then seen, he throws you like yeah. halfway across the arena. Have you seen the video of Cage doing um skateboard tricks after a show? No. With like fans. Oh wow. Yeah, he did that big ass dude's doing skateboard moves, and he was like, "I was skater before I was a wrestler, bro." <laughs> and people were like, "Whoa." The world who have no idea need to see Penta and in Cage. They can make that, that happen a, in that AEW. That was a Lucha Underground match, I bet. I know. I was. But the, oh. most of the world hasn't seen that. It might have been called Cage in a Cage. Is that yeah. what it was? But cage put fight? Cage and Penta and you get to see some incredible stuff. Yeah. That's a nice warm-up match to get him ready for a champion. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I'm, I really dig what that promotion is doing with like their new sign talent, and it's actually helping out that um, even with guys like um, who is it, uh, Pac yeah. not being there, or other people, you know, whether it's Phoenix or you know, um, Pentagon is still in Mexico because he can't come over right now, yeah. um, and they continue to push through and get other guys over. This has actually helped like someone like Joey Janela. Oh yeah, and Jimmy not not gonna lie, like Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian are like, that's that was a good match. Getting over, I like that match. That was a good match too. You're right. There's people that are getting a chance and they're knocking it out of the park. Um, I still think they need to figure out what they're gonna do with their women's division, but I want to see Sheeta. Someone had a great article that Sheeta needs to be the Bret Hart type champion. That she just needs to go out there and make everybody she fights look good. So like Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Daniel Bryan. All right. So he's she's the champ, and she keeps winning, for, but she elevates the entire division. I can't wait for Britt Baker versus Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> I don't That's know if that'll match. happen, but That's, yeah. I mean, I guess it's on her checklist. Yeah. She's uh, on her checklist. Well, her her, her little board, her, her board, her, her, her conspiracy, her conspiracy theory. She's her. Aubrey so. Edwards is in control of it all, so. Ooh, speaking of hurt, you guys watched NXT. 
What about that Shotzi Black? I haven't seen her on that. Um, she overshot her like moonsault thing and fell right right on her goddamn head. She didn't head. do the moon. The was moonsault. it moonsault or she was? Did, she did the Darby Allen move where she oh, did yeah. the coffin drop. You're right. And you're I, was, right. I was like, only Darby should do that move. When I seen that. And they were messed up. Yeah. They, they, and the, they the tweet I saw that tweeted it was Hurricane Helms. And people were saying, well, why didn't they catch her? And he said, from what I'm seeing, she overshot. She messed up, not them. Speaking of Hurricane Helms, he should, he's perfect for this type of uh, podcast with comic books and wrestling. I know. I, he does his own now, yeah. comic and wrestling. Yep. He I follow our from, gimmick. I follow him on the um, other podcast because I steal a lot of his stuff. I retweet a lot of his things. He's totally comic book guy. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah, he he talks a lot of Valiant. I've seen a lot of Valiant. This is books. the wrestling portion. What? This is the wrestling it's, part of the podcast. Well, you're gonna have to step yours up just because you read like seven mangas in one day or something. Yeah. Why don't you? Read, is there a manga about the Bullet Club? I'm sure there is. I don't know. I bet you can find one. Probably. They make it about everything. I bet you there's a Kenny Omega manga. I would bet. There probably, there probably is. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. <laughs> but is there a Monday Night Messiah manga? You know, it was his birthday a couple of days ago. So was that like WWE Christmas? Because he's the Messiah and it was his birthday, so that's like WWE Christmas. Could be. Yeah, possibly. I ain't going to lie. I like that team. What? I like who he has with him. It's it's well, Austin. Austin. He got rid of the yeah. pain. So it's... Um, Buddy Murphy, Austin... Is it Austin Theories with him? Now? Yeah. yeah. And he's teasing someone else joining, but they haven't said exactly who's... Yeah. I don't know. Austin Theory just didn't seem to work with that other team. I don't know what well, it was I mean, that it, he didn't was work with. It was an obvious thing there. He wasn't... <laughs> he's not Mexican, so... Yeah. It like it, you had, like, three Latinos, and then you had him. Austin I bet you Theory, Vince like, thought he was Mexican, looked at him. Hey, he looks kind of Mexican. What's my yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, Seth Rollins is Mexican? <laughs> I didn't know that. Shit. <laughs> Seth really is, though, right? He's like, I think he's dad. got like a little, like, like a half portion. or a quarter. Probably like a quarter or something. Yeah, I think they said his dad or something. But I'm not that. inviting him to the carne asada. He's a dick. But <laughs> I'm not a fan. You, you probably don't like him because he doesn't like Osprey. I don't like him because he's not a man in this house. <laughs> he's the man's man. He's a company guy, and he's a bit entitled, so yeah. not a fan I, of his. I don't like it. Um, really, I think, I think, I don't know if he was always like that, because, but I think he really got into the money that Vince was handing him. Someone said that in that that um, OV was it, or F. What, where, where were they all? I don't know. At? Somewhere in Florida. Florida something. FCW. That that what right the interviews of him in there, he's pretty arrogant. That you can already see. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like a look back on like they did like a documentary on it, a special thirty for thirty or whatever they call him on the WWE network. Right. And he comes across very arrogant even back then. So does he just play himself? Maybe he. I don't think he's. When he was younger, I think he was a really good spot guy, and then Tyler now Black. he's be- yeah, and then now he's just become a company guy. I mean, 
him and Triple H are like pretty tight. So I think Triple H tells him do this, and he says okay. I mean, if you, if you take a guy from like Iowa and take him to the big city and stuff, he's gonna sell out just to stay in that big city. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just I'm not a fan. What's what's Iowa have? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. They, uh, <laughs> Hayden Fry, I I know that. Um, yeah. They have cool uniforms, I guess. True. For the college team. I kind of dig the Iowa Hawkeye look. <laughs> Joey's like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> he doesn't even know what we're talking about. He's like, Hawkeye, what? Hayden Fry? Who the hell is Hayden Fry? <laughs> Did he wrestle an ROH? I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a jobber. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's all I have on the wrestling this week. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch some stuff this weekend. Uh, a lot of a lot of old stuff, of course. There's nothing new, but yeah. I'm not watching anything this weekend. Does Triple A have a show? Is You're not even watching Lucha Undergrounds. I'm I'm rewatching all those Lucha no. Undergrounds. I got inspired by that um, Lucha Central podcast. I, I want to go back and watch some more of those. Did you subscribe to their? Um, yes, I did. Me too. Like they put out content. I think I have one more. Um, to listen to that uploaded today but yeah it's actually pretty decent nice it's pretty good uh and what makes it it got into my rotation heavy is it's something different because most of the podcasts i had were you know just talking about american wrestling so i get it's it's a different thing i'm getting more lucha stuff and stuff i didn't know and the connections they have to lucha underground to get those like nuggets that's pretty awesome uh, yeah what's cool is like just that like you hear their passion and stuff, so that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, that's what sold me on it. The first episode I listened to, I think the guy that did the interview today, he's the guy that started Mask Republic. Um, for him to talk about his passion for uh, wrestling and stuff, and he even said like uh, about like how to sell to you got to sell to like white dudes, hipsters and stuff because hipsters they they're not going to wear WWE stuff, but they'll wear the El Santo shirt. Yeah. And stuff and uh, he made a good point like that that yeah. is so true it is true. he's exactly right it's like an indie yeah. comic thing you know what i mean yeah. not yeah, gonna so wear batman but you'll wear bloodshot yeah 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 something that you kind of stand out from people and be like yeah. look at me and that's what they do but yeah i liked it is this over your head right now joe yeah did we lose you yeah uh, right yeah on. cool yeah. well you got anything to plug there, Mister? You got something to send us off? Um, have you started your manga website yet? Have you what? started your Twitch video game? Or are you just spending no. this whole time sitting Can't around watching TV? Um, he has two more weeks of schoolwork. Oh, I One forgot you guys go to school a lot longer out there in the Midwest. Yep, I, I think I got one more week of homework in the last week. I don't know why they count it as school if we're not doing anything. So, yeah. And then after that, it's wrestling matches in the backyard and wrestling on the TV. So, no. I'm sorry, Fred. <laughs> and trying to get out of arm day. And trying I to did get arm out. day today. Uh, you know, I don't, yeah. Before we sign up, I don't understand why you don't like arm day. That's arm day is the day. best day. That's the worst day. Like your dad said, it's the sexy day. When you're done with arm day, yeah, you can go to the mirror. Day. And no. you can you can see it. You can like yeah. The worst I mean, day that the day that's not sexy is leg days because no. no one wants to see your thighs and be like, oh, that's really sexy. 
Or well, your calves. The best day. Or it takes it like off. four months for your calves to actually look like you did something to them. Yeah, you know what I mean? He keeps trying to show me his calves, and I'm like, yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> and he's like, come on. You got, no. it's, yeah. Like the only thing that's really good is if you keep adding weight, if you squat enough, you'll start building the ass. So you won't be as flat as the backboard, Joe. <laughs> Because, you know, Andrew knows be... white people don't have asses. Oh, man. My my daughters are cruel, man. They call you no booty Judy. You don't got anything. <laughs> yeah, you had, that ain't no Selena thing. I don't want to be thick that, like Arn Anderson. The, the washing machine. Oh. You know who Selena is? You want to be like she... um, Sean Spears? No. <laughs> I don't want to be thick like Arn Anderson either. Showing his booty on pay-per-views. Oh, no. man. He's got totally honest junk. Totally honest junk. Oh, man. Uh, poor Sean. Yeah, people were talking smack about that. Like, oh, see, he's just ruined his career. I don't think so. I think the guy's having a blast, and he works one day a week. He's on TV all the time. Yeah. And how can he not like it? Like you said, Al Snow. It's like that. It's that kind of attitude. Like, dude, I'm on TV. I'm getting that's paid. Way, I'm making money. Way. Yeah, it's way more than what he was getting before. And if he's okay with it, he's okay with it. He seems like he is. He seems like he's yeah. having fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he's hanging around with his friends. So, I mean, why not? I'm sure he would have more fun if his wife was there. But, I mean. Yeah. He's there every week, even if he's just in the crowd. That tells you that he he likes being there. Yeah. He loves it. So, there you go. So, on yeah. that note, sign us out, Joe. Yeah. It, what am I supposed to say? I don't know, but push me right into this. I, I drop water all over. <laughs> no, we don't stuff. push you because you know you're going to do it every week. What am I supposed to do? Write something <laughs> down? Peeing, if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Do you know what that's from? That's from Billy Madison, Joe. I know, I watched it. Whatever, Joe. You're born. All right, we out. Yeah. You fail. See you later. <laughs> nice.